The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go, Are you ready for a break? Uh, yes. Are you ready for a break? Absolutely. Ready for a break? Yeah, and um, so much for that. It's time for The Break on DallasCowboys.com. We were on the break! With Nick Eatman, David Hellman, Ambar Garcia, and Derek Eagleton. It is Friday, January 14th, 2022, Season 17, Episode number 98. Welcome to the latest edition of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios. And this is our final opportunity to get you guys excited if you are not already excited for Cowboys versus 49ers. That happens this Sunday at 3.30 p.m. AT&T Stadium. It is a whiteout. Wear your white if you are coming to the stadium. Uh, this will be a fun game, and uh, it's the playoffs. So... Once you get excited, hopefully you are excited, but uh, we're going to tell you what you should be looking for, what you'd expect to see this Sunday uh, throughout the course of the show today. Let's start first, Nick, with a 98. Give me a quick 98. Greg, Greg Ellis. He was, Love it. He was my guy. I mean, I'm, I liked him. Unfair that he got, you know, compared to a wide receiver, <laughs> but that's what happened. They should have picked Randy Moss, but they picked him instead. He did everything they, right. It just wasn't. A Hall of Fame wide receiver. You, you know what's interesting, too, about Greg Ellis? I actually think he's one of the few players in the NFL, certainly in the, on the Cowboys that I can remember, who was, I think, a much better player the more he played, the longer he played. Like, I think he was a much better player later in his career than yeah. earlier in his career. You know, for first-round picks, a lot of times you'll see them early on. They jump out, and they show you things like a Michael Parsons, like CD, and they start doing things. You're like, man, I see why they were drafted in the first round. Like, he got a little bit, like, at the beginning, there wasn't a lot of that kind of talk. But the more he played, and certainly once they stood him up as an outside 3-4 defensive end, yeah. I mean, I'm sorry, uh, outside linebacker, he really, I thought, took off and was a really good player his last couple of years in the league. Is that your 98? Uh, shout out Tyrone. Always liked working with him. Yeah, nice guy. Yeah, still here in the area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's that. That's my guy too. Yeah, I'll say that one because I've seen the video, so I don't want to piss him off. So yeah. <laughs> 90, yeah. Which 90. video? You know the video. <laughs> you know the one with the arrow. No, I thought the reason I say which video. I'm also talking about the uh, documentary we did where he talked about the. Uh, some uh, sometimes oh, yeah. he had to knuckle up earlier in, as a younger man. Yeah, so, yeah he's was, he's not afraid. There wasn't a lot of knuckles going on. I think he it was worse scared. than that. Like, yeah. He ain't no, scared. He's not scared. He, he ain't scared. He was. He's good. He's a good player too. So. All right, uh, let's let's get into some uh, some talk on the injuries. There was a uh, one guy who did not practice yesterday, Keanu Neal, uh, chest and elbow injuries. What are we hearing about him? Yeah, I thought he was okay because he practiced on Wednesday and then he didn't do as much yesterday. He hurt his arm in that Eagles game, and Mike McCarthy said today that's probably going to go down to the wire. It's not typically what you want to hear on a Friday, um, especially not at that position. So yeah, they just for this game tag. Yeah, yeah they don't they don't have any depth there. Yeah, none. It sucks that like, Jabril Cox isn't available I this know. year. I saw I saw like at practice the other day like while they were doing special teams and like George Edwards was working with the linebacker like it was just like working with with (laughs) the linebacker just working with Layton everybody else and I think Mike was rushing you know doing stuff with the defensive ends and the other guys that are on the team are doing special team stuff there's just not yeah I mean the depth is just not there if you don't have Keanu and I'm not ruling him out but if you just say you don't then you've got Layton and 
Mike. If he wasn't already going to play a lot of linebacker, Micah would have to in that circumstance. And then Luke Gifford's had a nice year, and Francis Bernard is Bernard. back. Yeah, but Bernard's those are back. those are your special team linebackers. Yeah. That's yeah, not a lot in the way of depth. I was actually going to ask you guys this earlier in the week, and I don't know that it's it's likely. But do you think this is the kind of week where you could have, if let's assume Keanu was healthy, where you could see three linebackers on the yeah. field more frequently? A, a team like this that loves to, to run the ball, power running attack, uh, you know, you would think this would be a week where maybe they could morph into something like that, right? If you're going to do it, this would be a matchup where it makes sense. I mean, the Niners love to play 21 personnel, two backs. I mean, juice checks on the field a lot. Yeah. Kittle obviously doesn't come off the field very much. Yeah, this is, this is a big personnel type of game. So this would be a big hit if obviously he can't play. I would assume. I, I don't like the idea of it, and like it's weird because I think it, this week we've talked about how maybe Keanu and Layton haven't been amazing this season. They've been fine, but not amazing. Uh, but even but yeah, I mean against the team that runs the ball, you just want all hands on deck when it comes to tackling. All right, here's what we're going to do. We got some uh, questions that are questions that I think will be important to how this game turns out. I'm going to run through these questions and give you guys an opportunity to answer them. The first question, how much do you expect Dallas's offense to be different than what we saw over the second half of the year? And the reason why I ask that is because early in the year, if you guys remember, uh, there a, lot, a lot of in the first few games, we saw things in those games. We were like, oh, wow, that was creative, uh, particularly offensively in what Kellen Moore was doing. I think that kind of settled down. And I wondered to myself, is that because, well, we saw the things early. So when you see them come back later, they aren't new anymore. So, of course, it's going to feel like there aren't as many new and creative things. But do you think that this game coming into this into the playoffs, do you expect to see a little more creativity, some things that maybe you haven't seen to this point. To be honest with you, I'm not completely sure I agree with your premise to begin with. I think that stuff's been there. You pick and choose your spots, but like a great example, it gets brushed under the rug because it didn't work. But remember the... um the hook and ladder they ran against Washington first mm-hmm. series. Amari drops the lateral. They punt. They go on to score like seven straight touchdowns after that. So it kind of gets swept under the rug. Um, flea flicker. Flea flicker didn't really work. What the pass? What the uh, pass to Cedric from or Cedric to Tony? Yeah. Uh, what game was that? They lost A- Arizona. Yeah. yeah. So I, those plays have been there. I just think maybe they haven't taken center stage because the offense hasn't been clicking the way that that we got used to in the first half of the season. I can think I'm like, uh, I'm still trying to figure out how they do go into this game with, because you mentioned all those creative plays, utilizing so many different weapons that they have. Talk about McGovern, the way that they were utilizing him at certain times when he wasn't playing guard. And even like Cedric Wilson, when dad gives him the ball and then he's the one throwing the pass, that has worked pretty well. And like when they throw in little plays like that, it does confuse because you're not necessarily expecting things like that as the opponent, but you know, you've seen it on film that they can do. So my thing is, like Dave said, it's a, it comes down to them struggling to connect and actually, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, be efficient like on the field and actually produce the plays that they need to produce because when you're not doing that in the first place, 
how are you going to be able to do creative plays like that? So hopefully the win last week gives them the confidence that they need. And, and they need to start off the bat because I think if they do, and, and we've seen it at games where in the second half of the game, fourth quarter, Dak is able to come back and they're playing very high speed game and, and scoring points and all that. But I do think that the Cowboys can definitely lose this game if they start trailing behind from the get-go, from the first quarter. They need to go in there and not fall back and not get close to the end zone because that's what I've seen that really hurts them at the end. Um, yeah, I agree with Dave in the, in the sense that they have done some of that stuff, um, even a pass to Terrence Steele you know, in, in the Washington game or Whatever game that was. Yep. Um, so I mean, it's like one a game. It seems like. Other than Do you last expect week. to see more of that? Um, I think it's just it comes down to whatever it takes. I mean, that's that's the the mentality. You know, if they feel like they've got it, they've got it in their bag. If they need it, you know, I mean, but but at this point, you're not saving anything. I mean, you know, it's it's a real trendy pick. To and again, up. a part of this was also Jerry's comments. Jerry said on on his hit on uh, Sean and RJ a few weeks ago. He said, you know, there are some things that we've had that we've saved, things that we have worked on in training camp that we haven't used yet this year that we're saving for the playoffs. So yes, they may still be doing some of that. But my thought would be that makes no sense. Why do you say that makes no sense? Because when when was that though? This was I don't know maybe three four weeks ago. You guys, I assume y'all heard. Oh, yeah, that. I mean, everybody yeah, it was has three or four weeks ago. Jerry said it. Everybody's got plays that they that they have that they say you know trick plays that just don't feel like they work. They don't. They're waiting for the look. They don't get the look. I mean, you yeah. don't think Fossil's got twenty two plays that he wants to run? <laughs> he has a run. Fossil yet. definitely has. I mean, they all got him. It's just you know, scientists. That he hasn't yeah. had a chance to run yet. I just think for for whatever, and some of it's valid, but for whatever criticism, I, I think Kellen has done a fantastic job of just baking that into their DNA. It's mm-hmm. just what they do. He says that all... I've asked him so many questions about where he gets his plays from and when it when he feels like it's the right time, and and he's been very steadfast. He's just like, this is what we do. Like, we have this many, we work on this many. It doesn't take a whole lot for us to feel comfortable calling that in a game. They tried to throw a pass to Connor McGovern in New York. Like, like go through every game, and I guarantee you, you'll see something that you're not thinking about. Where you're like, oh yeah, like they did do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just part of who they are. Yeah. So I don't, I don't. So maybe think, it's just become. We almost you got to really do something crazy for us right. to really remember. It I'm, just feels like it's normal. Yeah, and yeah. I, I guarantee you, yeah, they'll they'll call some goofy stuff like in a good way. Like they'll there will be something, but. When you ask me this question, do you think it's going to be different? It makes me think of like last year in Philly when it was obvious that they were pulling out all the stops because they knew they weren't going to move the ball otherwise. I don't think that's going to happen. I think they'll probably call two to four depending on the looks they get. And that's just that's what they do. They always always have. In the past month, I feel like they have somewhat become a little more conservative in the way that they play, but maybe that's because of the way that the offense was playing in general. But I think that maybe that's where you're getting your question from. It's like, okay, we saw at the beginning of the year being so creative, then eventually towards December, I feel like they became a little bit more conservative just because the plays weren't there. Like they weren't actually being the way that they needed to be on the field. And now, okay, going into the playoffs, what kind of Cowboys do we see? Yeah. The first half of the season or the second half of the season? But I do, we're conservative. Yeah, and I do think Dave made a good point. Like, you you forget about, or I'll speak for myself, I forgot about the hook and ladder play 
because it didn't work. Yeah. If it would have worked, I probably would have remembered it. Of like, course. you know, early in the season, those plays were working. Like, they were actually getting success out of some of those plays. When it doesn't work, then you kind of forget that they even tried them. And, and, and it's not the same kind of impact. And that's fair, I think. But but they have. You're right. They have been trying these plays. It just makes me wonder, listening to what Jerry said, if there's more in the bag. If there are things in the bag that they're looking at like, hey, these are – and it may not even be plays. It may be schemes. It may be things that they're going to try that they haven't really tried to this point uh, because they're, they're saving some of that stuff to not necessarily put it on tape. Uh, and save it for the playoffs. We'll see. All right, let's take our first break. When we come back, we got more questions we're going to throw out to you guys. We'll definitely come right back. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone, new and existing customers, our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network's busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then let's get to... To work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before there was a draft, you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting Cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. New Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it. I do deserve that. You deserve decadent flavor without sugar. And a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere. And a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt. I deserve all that? It's really just a visual metaphor for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. Back to the break. Wear white. Wear white this week. That's what they people want you to do. So wear white at the game if you're pulling for the Cowboys. Even if you're not, you could probably still wear white and make it look cool. Let's wear white. It's a white out. That's what you do. You wear white. It's not sponsored by anybody. It just says wear white. So let's just go. Derek, yep. the the director, is like, we wear white. Do it. Yep. Wear white. That's what, what did he say earlier See, this week? My, He's my like, we're not, today. we don't have any guidelines. Like We're not FCC. He's like, we're Derek. We're Derek. Yeah. This Derek's. Is, yeah. We're regulated by yeah, Derek. Yeah. Exactly. Derek's regulations. Yeah. Did yeah. I cuss or did someone cuss? You someone were trying to. to. You are trying to say, get off me. Oh, get yeah. off me. And I said, keep that to yourself. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what else you got for us? Let's jump back in. We got some more questions here. Here's the next question. Outside of Dak, which Dallas skill position player most needs to have a big day for Dallas to be successful? Oh boy! Um, whichever running back you prefer, because Who's do you prefer? I don't care. I just need <laughs> them to be able to run oh, the no. ball. They 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 need to be able to run the ball, and I'm not not like 49ers style. They don't need to run the ball like 45 times, but that just it has to be an element of their offense. Again, 
They've well, been bad when they haven't been balanced. Is there a number or something that for you will signal they were successful running the ball? Yeah, if they're averaging four and a half yards per carry or better, and if they get north of 100 as a team, okay. preferably like closer to 150, but at least north of 100 yards as a team, four and a half yards per carry would be four and a half would be gangbusters that would yeah. be awesome yeah all right i don't care who does it what was your thing skill position skill position okay not that skill no, position. Man, i mean i was gonna go with the a running back position too but i guess another one would be tight end i think i've seen Dak play one of his best games when he's able to kind of rely on the tight end position so I think that that would be a big key for the Cowboys offense to be able to have that position working not just in the blocking game but also being able to catch the ball and being that security blanket for Dak yeah and I mean you know if you want to throw another one in there too I mean when when Omari Cooper is rolling you know this offense is is different and and i think it'll affect everybody else and so he's their best receiver their best route runner i think and so i i think you know you could put him in i still feel like it's zeke you know if zeke is, is playing at a high level it's going to be hard to beat them because that means everybody's going to be playing at a high level all right um next two questions are going to be uh similar questions with different names bigger threat armstead or bosa Ooh, good question yeah I, armstead yeah why um, because at this stage in their respective careers, Bosa's better than Tyron Smith, probably. But I still trust Tyron Smith to hold his own and keep that from being a problem. I mean, he's Tyron Smith. He He's not going to get abused, at least I, I would hope not, whereas the interior has been a consistent problem spot for them, and that's where Armstead plays. I'll throw, I'll throw Arden Key in there as well. I think both of those guys uh, scare me. I think Bosa can wreck the game a little bit more. And I think some of his rush from the outside leads to the interior you know, uh, push there. Uh, I think he's the guy that could probably wreck the game the most. But I mean, it's Does he move run. around a lot? I don't know. He I, primarily stays where he is, but the 49ers, still, they, I mean, they, they move guys inside and outside. Um, but, like, he, he's efficient on both sides. He primarily plays – Right end, right? I mean, he doesn't bounce so. back and forth. Right, yeah, right into play. He left can, left. though. I mean, he I definitely think he can. can. I, I just, I, when the, I haven't seen all their games. The games yeah. I've seen, he tends to be on that side more often than not. Yeah, if Tyron is shutting him down, I'm sure that they'll. That's they'll, what I'm wondering. Well, did like, you, facing Tyron. Did you guys see his interview from yesterday? Yeah. Yeah. He, he was pretty. He was pretty honest about the fact that he's like, I've seen both those guys get beat, and we think we can, we can, uh, you know, do some things against them. And I like, I saw people were, I think Cowboy fans were kind of salty about it, and I was like, where's the lie? There, I mean, the offensive line is not the wall that its reputation suggests, and pre, and it hasn't been for a while. And I'll, st I'll, I'll ride with Tyron Smith any day, but. I, I mean, yeah, like I said, at this point in their yeah. respective careers, Nick Bosa is a better player than Tyron Smith. Yeah, well, there, I mean, we'll say this. I mean, uh, Bosa hasn't made a play on the Cowboys this year. So maybe that, maybe, I don't know if it'll be the same. Joey Bosa, I don't think he even played in the game. It's a good point. Uh, uh, now, they shut him think, down. I don't, I don't think, think, think Terrence Steele's, I mean, he's not going to play, though. Yeah. I mean, he might. I mean, he'll play some, but I don't know if he's going to play. But I mean, he had a. He, that was his coming out party that yeah. game. I mean, that was one where it was like, wow, this. Not only can he hold his own, he he was good. He was yeah. really good against a really really yeah. great player. And yeah. they play similar styles, but I bet you, I know the 49ers defense 
has got better weapon or you know personnel around Bosa. Put it this way, with, with everything I just said, which I do believe, like I said, I'll take my chances that Tyron Smith can show up and play like a Hall of Famer and and mitigate Bosa, whereas I have less confidence about the guys on the inside. All right, this next one might be a little easier, but maybe not. Bigger threat, Samuels or Kittle? Man, I just saw a stat on Debo Samuel, and it, he's, the, he's the first player in the history of the NFL or, that has – more than 300 yards rushing and an average that, per yeah. catch of 18, yeah, which led crazy. the NFL. <laughs> I mean, like, really like, like, that's crazy. You're down the field making plays at 18 yards per clip at receiver, but then when they run the ball, I mean, I mean, he by far led all receivers in rushing. I mean, him, he's the guy to me. I mean, I, Kittle's great, but I mean, he, there's just so many different things mm-hmm. that Samuel does. I think I'll go Kittle because. And I'm not again. I'm not saying they're going to be successful. I th- like Debo will have his plays, but the Cowboys have players who are equipped to limit him. They've got a linebacker who probably runs a better forty than Debo or close to it, which is it's not an crazy. exaggeration. That's crazy. <laughs> and then they've got a, a cornerback who's bigger than him. I mean, Trayvon is bigger than Debo. He's only Debo's only six foot. Uh, you know one. 80, 190, 200 maybe. Like, he's a smaller receiver. Uh, so those guys, they match up well with him. I'm sure he'll beat them both at some point. But I And with all due respect to Jaron Curse, I just don't know if the Cowboys – I don't know if any NFL team has a guy who can stop a Kittle. You know, like those types of tight ends are just hard to deal with. Although, I mean, Jaron's matched up with some of the best tight ends in the league this year and hasn't gotten embarrassed at all. Has not gotten embarrassed. Like, he played a great game against Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Travis Kelsey still had a nice day that day. Yeah, that, you know but, what I mean? that's, but you're going to give up some to those kind of guys. But right? that's kind of my point is there's only so much you can do to stop a tight end like that. Right. All right. Um so let's let's talk about Debo Samuel a little bit. How did how do you think Dallas attacks that? Like his all the different things he can do. How do you think Dallas uh, attaches? Because usually when you got a receiver that's a dominant receiver, you could say, okay, we're going to take our best corner, we're going to put him on him, mm-hmm. or we're going to take our second best and then we're going to double the other guy. Um, you know, it, how do you handle a guy that that is going to be in a lot of different spots doing a lot of different things? I I think you have to do multiple things, and and I think. Jordan Lewis will factor into this. Um, I think I think he could be, a, I mean, somewhat of a spy kind of on him. Um, I think that they need to, to show the 49ers as many different looks as possible. If there's a third and long situation, I'm putting digs on Kittle. I'm, I'm, I'm letting them have to wonder different things. So I would probably have four different ways that I'm going to attack that and and – See which one where if one of them doesn't work at all, then don't do it. On that, how how concerned would you be with digs on him? Because the one thing we know about Debo Samuel, he is very powerful. He can break tackles. We also talked about earlier in the week that digs, that's the probably the, the part of his game that probably needs the most development is his ability to tackle. How concerned would you be in that kind of situation in open space of him making yeah. that tackle? Concerned. I mean, gotta make the tackle, but I mean it's not, you know. It's not Franco Harris. I mean, like, I mean, get him, get him down. I mean, like, it. I don't know. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for the game. I'm just like, I'm, I'm just ready because it's like we we heard all this stuff, and I mean, I'm just like, I'm not buying in. Like, this is not like the greatest team to ever play. Like, it's, and I just think that's what's happening. We're just hearing all these things about Debo Samuel, and he's got these great stats and all that, but they get beat. But like, let's be honest, Nick. It's the playoffs. 
this is going to be as long as the Cowboys are in, this guy's going to be every week because you're going to be playing a team that's really good. They're a playoff it. team. And by the way, I would guess. Are they really good? I would guess. Well, the I, think they're, I think they're a good okay. team. Yeah, I think they're a good team. A, a ten and seven team. I think they're a good team. Okay. I'm, I'm just team. asking. I mean, like, I'm not. I'm not trying to throw shade. I'm just saying they had a 91 yard drive away from being nine and eight to finish the season. They need 91 yards to save their season, and they did it. But I mean, this isn't. This is a. They were a little above average team for most of the year. So I don't know. And tied Why would you with. Describe the Cowboys looking from. They're, the other side. They're, the Cowboys are a better team. I mean, they they're a better team. I mean, they they've they've had maybe their schedule. I mean, I don't know. This probably about even the schedule because they don't play in the same division, but they've had tougher road uh, outside of the division. And I think that they've proven all year long that they're better. They're at home. They have a much better quarterback. I mean, I'm telling you right now. I mean, I, I think it's a double digit win for the Cowboys. I really do. Mm-hmm. I just think. I just think. This is the same as filling out your bracket, and, and you're like, oh, the 6-11 game. you got to pick that, you know? I mean, there's a lot of these trendy picks. So the 6 over the 3, this is easy to pick. But Cowboys have been a better team all year long, and they're healthy. I think they're going to win. Oh, I hope so. I, I I agree with some of what you just said. I, do, I mean, we'll get to the picks, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Niners have – I think the Niners are tied with Green Bay for the best record in the league over the second half of the season. I mean, they had a – they lost four in a row in September and October, yep. and that's a big part of their record. Um, I agree with you to a degree, and it's ironic. I think there's some huge irony here because last week it was all about you got to get some momentum. You got to get some uh, week to week momentum. They got to start up the right way. And now everybody's talking up the Niners, and Cowboy fans are pissed about it. Like, why? What makes the Niners so good? I'm like, they just went on the road and took a must-have game from one of the best teams in the league. And you talk about momentum. That's why everybody's jumping on their bandwagon. Right. They played their best game of the season the last weekend of the year. Yeah, it was I, a playoff game for them. I get why people are on the Niners bandwagon. I'm not saying that that they're going to win, yeah. but I understand the hype as you because it's how you finish the season. Yeah. Speaking of momentum, uh, going back to talking about Samuel Samuel. Uh, he, <laughs> and I shouldn't be concerned about this because I think the Cowboys are going to be fine. But the fact that, okay, you get Trevon Diggs back, Anthony Brown back. They were out last week. I'm kind of concerned about what the backfield looks like for the Cowboys defense. And I should see this as them taking a little break and it should be good for them and come back even better. But I'm always hesitant when a player is out for a game and it has to come back. So even though I, part of me 100% believes that they're going to be fine and they're going to go out there and play, mm. give it their, their all, absolutely their all, I'm still kind of hesitant and like, okay. Micah? Same with Micah? Say, well, I, I mean, Micah is just an <laughs> Well, that's speech. what I'm saying. I mean, Micah, Tyron Smith, I mean, those yeah. guys are coming off but the yeah, COVID. But yeah, but like. Uh, a diff- Micah's a different dude. Different <laughs> yeah. lion. You know, the lions don't get COVID. <laughs> yeah, but I'm, I'm just kind of like, uh, is, is are they going to miss, miss like a little beat? Is it going to take them the first half of the game to kind of get in the rhythm of things? So I'm just kind of mm-hmm. keeping my eye on that. That's yeah. the biggest and it, not necessarily as it relates to COVID, but if we all had confidence that the Cowboys were going to show up and play up to their potential, we would all f- like we would feel great about this game. We would just be like, yeah, like four, 49ers are good, but I mean, Cowboys, Cowboys will take care of them. Who here has a hundred percent confidence that that team will show up? 
I know, that, I know. That's the hard part. And when you, you know, I, I, I agree wholeheartedly with what you're saying, Nick. I think you look at the whole year and you only play your schedule. Yeah. But but when you start breaking it down, you start looking at the quality of the teams Dallas has played. You look at some of the losses that they've had. And you do you are left with some of those questions about how well do they match up against this caliber team. And all I'm talking about with this caliber team are you know, teams that are in the 10 win range, the, you know, this is a playoff team in the 10 win range. Like it is Dallas hasn't been that successful with those kind of teams all season. And the games that they did win, they definitely weren't double digit wins like that New Orleans game. I mean, I'm sorry that um that game against New England, it came down to overtime and they and they had to win it in overtime. That game against the Chargers was a three point game. Like so. So it's not a lot of Things you can look at that's like, yeah, that's I can hang my hat on that. But guess what? That's going to be every single week of the playoffs because the playoffs are hard, and every week you're going to play somebody that's really, really good. I mean, the Niners are four and four against teams that are in the playoffs right now. It's the same story right. for everybody. But yeah. but they're a good team, and they're going to be a hard out, yeah. just like the Cowboys are going to be a hard out. I would suspect if there is a balanced San Francisco break. They're over there saying right now, man, that team's got some talent. Like, yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with that Michael Parsons. And But that's the nature of the playoffs. Yeah, Every a, team has good right, players. Right, and I think it's a lot easier to just kind of, when you're covering a team, you kind of poke holes in your own team a right. little bit. Like, we worried about the kicker here and this game where they didn't play well and they didn't tackle in this game, and they're similar to that. And, you know, and I, I'm sure that there, there's issues. I mean, the 49ers on their pass defense, you know, like – if you can get the ball out, <laughs> like if you if you can you know if you can block the guys they got over there and get the ball out, you can have a lot of su- yeah. success. I mean, teams do so, um, but that's that's probably what they're looking at too. Like they look at these receivers and this corner yeah. right here. You know, I don't even they, know who it is. I mean, they're like, which Garoppolo is going to show up? Yeah, like, right, they, right. look, they got their issues too. I get that, but it's going to be a tough game. Just like all these games are going to be tough games. That is the hard part about the playoffs. You got to basically string together three four really good games if you're going to be a champion, right? All right, we're going to take our final break. When we come back, we've got a few more questions we're going to hit, and then we're going to hit some predictions. I'm actually going to extend these guys today. I'm going to make them give me predictions for the entire NFC playoff games, all three of those games. We'll do that in the final segment. This is DallasCowboys.com Radio. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. At AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why? Because you deserve it. For turning your living room into your office and your gym. For teaching grandma how to video call and teaching her again. It's the button on your left, Nana. Okay, your other left. It's not complicated. Everyone deserves something new. So AT&T has given everyone new and existing customers our best deals with every unlimited plan on every smartphone, even the latest ones. AT&T may temporarily slow data speeds if the network is busy. Restrictions and exceptions may apply. Hi, I'm Clint Tillerson with... And I'm Jay Novacek. And we're both with... United United Ag and Turf. Turf. The official tractor provider of the Dallas Cowboys. So, if you need a tractor to bale some hay, a mower to cut some grass, or a gator to get some chores done... Get a John Deere at United Ag and Turf. And then, let's get to work. Hey, Jay, that's my line. (laughs) Well, not today. Get to work with a John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit UnitedAgandTurf.com. Before the... 
there was a draft you could size up a cowboy by three simple factors. The crease in his hat, the bend of his brim, and his unbending attitude. A man Stetson didn't just protect him from what life threw at him. It projected a rugged, unstoppable spirit. Stetson hats are still American-made with pride right here in Texas. They're still the unofficial crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find a retailer nearest you at stetson.com slash cowboys. Back to the break. Cowboy Nation, head to the pro shop to step up your game for the playoffs. You got some gear for the whiteout home crowd, score classics like jerseys, tees, and hats, plus exclusive collections and unique accessories when you visit your local Dallas Cowboys pro shop. All right, welcome back. It is the final segment of The Break Live from the SWBC Mortgage Studios at the Star. Got a few more questions before we get to predictions. This question came from Colin Brennan. I asked the question earlier in the week to Bucky Brooks as well. Uh, we've heard all week, and Nick, you've been talking about, the, the, you know, everybody's talking about Dallas and the mm-hmm. bad matchups they got trying to face this San Francisco team. Let's flip that. What are the bad matchups that the 49ers have? What are they worried about when they're looking at this Dallas Cowboys team? The irony is that Waldo on the 49ers defense saved their season. Ambry Thomas picked off Stafford to end that game. He's been a liability for them all year, which not trying to dog on him. He's a rookie. He's a third round draft pick starting for them as a rookie. And teams have taken advantage of him. Really, their whole secondary um, shouldn't do a whole lot to scare you. Like they signed Josh Norman. They benched him against the Rams because he's been so ineffective. He was a special teams player, which... I mean, I know he's been in the league for a while at this point, but that's just a fall from grace yeah. for a guy who was like, you know, defensive player of the year type guy five or six years ago. Um, their secondary is not very good. especially. I mean, th- that is a decided advantage for the Cowboys passing game if Dak Prescott is on his feet. That's that's everything to me. Is um, Again, going back to the thing about Bosa and the tackles, like if, if you can find Dak time to throw or scheme throws, for him to throw on the run and he feels comfortable and confident doing that, there should be plays to be made against that secondary. I just don't think it's very good. Yeah, I mean, to me, I look at the other side of the ball and and I think it's their quarterback, you know, when when he's having to throw. I mean, like that that's gonna be the problem. Now they have a pretty good they have a good offensive line. They got some veterans there in their in, in their interior, but um you know, it's just it's going to be tough for them to to figure out exactly what Dan Quinn's going to do, how he's going to scheme up these guys. I mean, you're going to see Gregory standing up and moving around. You'll see D. Law. You'll see obviously you'll see Micah. And I think a quarterback, you know, usually you do something really well and then something you don't. You know, like it's like Eli wasn't a, Eli Manning wasn't a great scrambler at all, but he's got this touch and he could throw the ball and all that. I mean, I don't know what Jimmy G really does like great. You know, like he's not going to be that athletic and run all, all over the place and get around. And he's not the best thrower. So you got to get after him. If they can get after him, get right in his face with the in, in middle of the pocket, I think that's going to be a, a disadvantage for them. Is he the type of player that, um, you know, how some quarterbacks, whenever you give him so much pressure, they just like uh, become a little, they just yeah. kind of lose their cool and their mental aspect of the game. Is he the type of quarterback that gets pretty flustered after getting pressured? Back and forth, or can he like after a play go back in there and stay focused that's, and do what he? It's it, there's a, something that's got him to to throw be erratic, and he's not the most efficient. So I would think it's pressure. I mean, I don't think he just stands up there 
with against air and misses throws. But I, I you know, he's he's got the reputation for a reason. I'm sure it's pressure that that gets after him. His accuracy definitely dips. I mean, um, again. It's the momentum conversation. Like their last game before that amazing comeback, they gave up a lead to the Titans, and it was Jimmy's fault. Like the 49ers fan base was about to riot. He missed a wide open guy on what would have been like a game clinching touchdown. And everybody was, uh, I mean, it was a meltdown because they gave up the lead. And, and that put their playoff hopes in peril. Like, if they had won that game, I think they clinched a spot a week early or it would have been all but assured. So. Yeah, I mean, it's oversimplified. I but I I pointed this out this morning. Like the 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 more attempts he has, the more confident I feel that the Cowboys are going to win this game because he just has never proven that he's a guy that can win it when he has to be carrying the offense. The other thing that I don't know is being talked about as much as I think it should be is one of the reasons I personally believe why they stuck with the run the way they did in that last game is because right now his thumb is compromised. That's it's good point. broken, right? Mm-hmm. And and so when you talk about throwing a football, like the thumb is the only digit on that side of the ball. Being able to control the football is about the thumb and the leverage you get with your thumb. So, like, I don't know that they can really even give him a lot of throws right now and feel comfortable with it. And that's not even talking about his capability as a quarterback and whatever his deficiencies are. That's about the fact that he's just compromised physically. And so that could also factor in here. Um, And it does lead to my next question for you guys. Do you expect to see Trey Lance in this game? Because even if if you see Garoppolo playing quarterback the majority of the game, do you expect that maybe they will – package him in and try to find ways to get him involved in the game that goes back to the idea of like maybe you hold some things back like maybe you do that in the playoffs but I actually I looked this up earlier this week because I was under the impression that he's kind of played a lot regardless but it's it's not really true Mm -hmm. like down the second half of the season he was inactive like six times um and he started against Houston he had to Garoppolo got hurt oh I guess the Tennessee game was two weeks ago not one but anyway um but beyond that like three rushes for four yards in Jacksonville started against the Cardinals earlier in the season uh came in against Seattle when Jimmy got hurt like he's he hasn't done a whole lot unless they've needed him to start. So unless they've been holding that back, I kind of don't really expect to see it. Did you see the games where he started? Do you have an opinion on what he looks like at this point in his development? He played really well against a terrible Houston team. I don't know how much that means to you. Yeah. but I'm And I didn't go back and watch the whole game, but he had two or three throws against them where I was like, oh, that's why he was the number yeah. three pick in the draft. Yeah, I get it. Many, he might be a problem later. How many yeah. throws does he have all year? I saw 71. A, okay, so I saw a stat that he he has the highest uh, its average per attempt, uh, 8.6 yards. It's the, it's the highest for a rookie since 2012. Uh, maybe Robert Griffin hmm. uh, or Andrew Luck. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it's not like he threw 400 passes. I mean, he threw 70. Yeah. Now, I will say that, you know, maybe they're going to look at what uh, the Raiders did. You know, with Mariota came in the game and, and did something, and of course, what we saw with New Orleans and you know, and, and their guy uh, Taysom Hill. So you know, maybe there's some packages you could see there. Yeah, I mean, shoot, I hope they don't do like I'd send him in there to do like a wildcat, like Taysom Hill was so successful with. I mean, he's mm-hmm. a big guy. Yeah, I hope they don't do that. Yeah. They haven't really. He's so in games that he didn't start, he has run the ball. 
like less than 20 times. I just it hasn't been a big part of what they've done this year, which this isn't college football. Like I that just makes me think of the first year of Tim Tebow's career. They did that. Like they brought him in in the red zone and yeah. like they the belldozer did it at OU for a few years. But when you're talking about like the number 3 overall pick in the draft, you're like, "Eh, it's not get you killed. Let's right. just make the running backs do that." All right, let's move on. Let's get some predictions. Uh, like I said, I want to talk about all three of the NFC games that will happen this weekend. Get your opinions on what you think is going to happen. Let's start first uh, with the game between division rival Philadelphia versus Tampa Bay. They are at Tampa Bay. It is the game uh, directly before the Cowboys at noon on Sunday. Who wins that game? Dave. Tampa's run defense is not the juggernaut that it was last year. And Philly has discovered that they're a pretty good running team. So I think no, 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 no. Oh, I mean, oh yeah, I was no, like, are I just, we going there? No, Come I just on, think Dave? people people I'm paint this saying. people paint this as like a potential bloodbath. Yeah. I think okay. Philly will keep it. They closer. get eight points, right? I think. Yeah. It's, I think that's what I said. I think. I mean, Tampa's at home. Tampa will win, but I do think that this will probably be more competitive than people think. I'll pick the Eagles, honestly. Okay. I, uh, seriously, I, I I don't. I think Tampa's been asking for it here lately. You've also been you've been saying for a while that you thought that seventh seed was going to beat that second yeah. seed, yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, I didn't say about the six. I, mean, I said about the seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I, I just Tampa's just that that's just scary. But the thing is, is that if that happens, here we I don't go. like I don't like the Cowboys pick after that. You know what I mean? Because it's like, oh my, it's all right there. Now you have a chance to be at home again. You got to win. But I, I, yeah. I think the Eagles. I think they they could win that game. I think I'm just going to pick them. I mean, what do I have? <laughs> whatever amber no you will not get me to pick the eagles to win nah, in the I mean, postseason eagles to beat no. tom brady tampa bay wins for sure at home no no way jose real real quick sorry yeah. but it, it's worth noting um all pro voting just got released uh zach martin led all votes at right guard micah parsons led all votes at linebacker and trayvon diggs led all votes at corner so nice three first team all pros this year nice did tyron make second team uh, that's not out yet, I don't okay. think. All right. So keep good an eye to know. On that. That's awesome. All right, let's move on to the next game: Arizona versus uh, the Rams. It is the Monday night game. It is in LA. Who wins? Arizona was good enough to beat the Cowboys, but they just haven't seemed like the same team since they lost Hopkins. Rams are at home. Rams are still pretty good. They kind of collapsed in the second half against San Francisco. I they did split during the regular season, correct? Yeah. Uh, yes, they did. Out Aaron Donald mauled Arizona in the second. Like Arizona beat them pretty bad in the first game, mm-hmm. but Aaron Donald got like three or four sacks in the second game. Just totally kicked their butts. Um, I'm going Rams. Rams. Yeah, same. I, Arizona to me is just they've been losing their shine. It's like they started off, then they were really bright, and then slowly they started getting a little rusty. So yeah, not picking them to win. Yeah, I think coming off that game last week, too, I think the Rams are going to have a little extra something ready. I think they're going to win that game as well. All right, finally, Cowboys, San Francisco. Who wins the game? AT&T Stadium, Sunday at 3.30. Uh, let's start with you, Amber. Who in here would even pick the 49ers <laughs> to win? If anybody does, then walk out. Wow. <laughs> so just leave. Don't want just our leave. honest And don't come back. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I mean, why would I pick? No, I think it's definitely going to be a tough game. It's going to be fun for us to watch. I cannot wait for it to get here already. But um, I think that, yeah, the Cowboys are going to struggle for sure. It's not like they're that I'm expecting them to be completely dominant. 
um, how they've been in past games. I think that the defense might struggle a little bit, but at the end of the game, I think, uh, I mean, there's really not an option here. I have no other answer than the picking the Cowboys. That's it. Sorry. So. Dave. <sighs> this game is a close enough match. Like, there's, we're, we're all going to pick the Cowboys. We sh- like, there's no way that four impartial people should all pick Dallas to win this game. Like, it's, it is, I think it's a toss-up game. I think the 49ers are good. I think they are built to win a game like this. Um, but I think Dallas has the better quarterback. And I just trust in I just, like it, it reminds me of 2019. I keep saying this is like every week. I just like I trust in their potential so much. Like I've seen it, and I refuse to believe that they're not going to show it on a stage like this. And if I get burned, I get burned. But I don't want to bet against this team, knowing what they're capable of if they can pull it all together. Uh, I think the Niners are going to move the ball really well between the 20s. I think. I think it's going to look a lot like the Chargers game. If you remember, like, mm-hmm. Herbert got his. Like, they moved the ball, but the Cowboys came up with the stops. Like, Casey gets a pick on the goal line. Micah sacks Herbert to push him out of uh, touchdown range. That type of thing. I think you're going to see a lot of settling for field goals. Um, I think it's going to be really stressful, but I got Cowboys 23-19. Nick, you already told us. Yeah. Eight points. 30-20. to 20. Mm. Wow. I wonder why you chose that score. I wonder why. <laughs> Have you ever seen that score before? Yeah. <laughs> 30 to 20. I just think the road is not going to end here. I don't, this has been too good of a team, mm. and this is not where it ends. I think, uh, is what Dave said, I think they have the better quarterback, and I think that I think that they're going to play. I think I, I, I think they they have more rushing yards than the 49ers in this game. Which you know, if if you have a thirty to twenty game, that should probably be the case. And yeah. so I think it will. I think that they will will see them play a great game, and it's going to be fun. But I, I, you know, I'm just not sold on on the 49ers. I mean, like they had a great game. I, I get it, but I mean, they they were pretty close when we get knocked out too. The Cowboys have been a good team all year. From the moment they played Tampa Bay, we were like, this is a pretty good team. And there's never been a doubt that this was a good team. So I'm, I'm, they're not going to lose in the first round, not to me. And I just think it's a very trendy pick because everyone you're seeing nationally is doing exactly what you just did. Some producers are going to say, pick the games. Okay, well, Eagles are going to lose. Um, Rams may have beat the Cardinals. I need an upset. Oh, I got one. I need I an upset. One. Yeah. Yeah, I, need an I upset. saw the Niners play yeah. this last week. Yeah, Dallas, they always joke you know what I mean? So it's an easy, trendy pick. I'm not falling for yeah. it. I think Dallas is better. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I also think Dallas is going to win. No surprise there. But I, I will tell you why. The reason why is because, yeah, that's a good that's a good reason why. But um, one of the reasons why I think this is going to happen is because I think Dan Quinn's experience as a defensive coordinator is going to shine through in this game. All week, I, I would put money on it that those players – and that coach has been talking about, you know, they think they can bully us. You know, they think they can run all right. over us. You know, they think we're a finesse team. You know, they think that – I think that they're going to go into this game with their sights firmly set on, we are not going to let you run on us. And I think this Dallas defense is good enough that if they go into a game saying, we are not going to let you run on us, that doesn't mean they might pop – they may not pop some. I think, by and large, that won't be the story of the game. Now, they may beat you in other ways – this game might be close for other reasons. 
I ultimately don't think this game is going to come down to the fact that San Francisco just ran the ball all over Dallas. I think Dallas is too good defensively to let that happen, knowing coming into the week that that's the target. Like, that's the thing that they have to stop. So I actually think Dallas gets the win, and uh, I don't know if, what I think the score is. I do think it's going to be close. So I, I would not be surprised if it's three or four-point uh, difference in this game uh, because I think it's going to be a very, very close game all the way down. The so we're all – we're signing up for a divisional weekend of going back to Tampa with the Rams going to Lambeau. Not me. Oh, not Nick. I was right. about to say, Nick, Nick just thinks said we're hosting we're Philly to, at AT&T. Yeah, we're going to be back not at Philly. At can't host Philly. Philly's going to Oh, the you're right. We'd be yeah. hosting the Rams. Sorry. Rams, Sorry. Or, Rams or, or Cardinals. Or Cardinals yeah. I got the Rams. I would love to see the Cardinals come back into here. I'd love to see I'll that settle. Rematch. I'll settle for just still playing, whatever, wherever the game You're is. You're right. Yeah. At this point, I don't really even care who the opponent is. Just keep winning, guys. Because whoever you got to play, it's going to be hard. There's no easy wins at this part of the year. All right, we appreciate you guys joining us. We'll be back on Monday. We'll let you know when, what went right and what went wrong for the Cowboys. Hopefully more right than wrong. Till then, for Nick Eatman, Dave Helm, and Amber Garcia, I'm Derek Eagleton. This has been The Break Live on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!